All right, welcome back to part three of our special Avatar The Last Airbender Coronasode. My spouse made me watch it. I am Katie, a spouse. And I'm Justin. He's also a spouse. It's true. Even though he won't say it on the pod. <laughs> Justin, your your journey has almost come to an end. Here we are, book three, fire, last one. How does it feel? Uh, feels good. I'd like to thank the fans... <laughs> fitzy carl dane uh, yeah no it, it feels good uh i like it i like the show all right what do you think is going to happen in our final final little little blip of our hero's journey so we kind of touched on predictions in the last episode because it was basically the things that i predicted from episode two that hadn't come true yet. That haven't happened yet. So do you have that list? Do you yeah, want to break that out? Yeah, let's start with that. All right. So you think that Sokka will be leading the Normie attack. Do you think that's still true? Anything you want um, to add? Yeah. I mean, again, I would just phrase that a little differently. Like, it's not like that was an example of something that could happen that fit under the prediction of the gang breaking into multiple pieces to achieve separate goals okay so like like ang needing to go directly towards the to fight the fire lord on moon cover in the sunday eclipse day so ang goes to fight the fire lord but oh no there's actually a huge offensive going uh to counterattack them at bossing say so Sokka and katara go to fight that but then the earth kingdom needs help on their offensive front for uh, mm -hmm. over on this side so Toph and momo <laughs> and appa go to fight with the the earth kingdom at that mm -hmm. space so like something along those lines where like they're gonna all be separated mm -hmm. out trying to accomplish accomplish slightly different things to like okay. fight so you think the, the gang will be splitting up, but you're not going to commit to what the gang will be split up doing. You don't want right. to get any of these predictions down in stone for them. Not comfortable saying. No, but I mean like something like Sokka leading like a ground assault with a bunch of fighters mm -hmm. is seems like logical par, par for the course yeah <laughs> all right your other is Sokka's dad a waterbender no is any of the people battling in the water tribe like the with his dad are any of them waterbenders none of the ones from the southern tribe are i don't think because i believe all the southern tribe benders got put in a gulag okay so the north still has waterbenders it just feels like in the water tribe is the only place where you get any representation of people fighting without superpowers other than Azula's gang of two girls. Yeah, that's true. Like you don't have a lot of like normies in the army mm -hmm. for any side. So like maybe Sokka and his dad are leading a water assault from sea, you mm -hmm. know, something along those lines. All right, and then your other prediction uh, that you think is still going to happen but didn't happen in book two was you thought that uh, Zuko would have a, a reversal of heart. 
Yeah, I think he still will. I I think like he'll ultimately have a reversal of heart, um, and either he'll have a reversal of heart and die sacrificing himself, or he won't have a reversal of heart until something like Iro dies, and then he'll have a reversal of heart out of like pit, you know, mm-hmm. feeling bad. If it doesn't go that way, if it goes the first way, what <laughs> do you think it'll take for him to have a reversal? Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe more information into like what he thinks happens to his mom. And then he gets confirmation that the emperor dude just straight killed her for reasons kind of murky to the audience. But, um, they'd be like, ah, my dad killed my mom. I gotta not be with my dad anymore. (laughs) Something along those lines. All right. So those were your only two predictions carrying over from last time. What what you got going forward? What do you think is going to happen this season? What are we going to see? And then also I I talked about my different percentages of shipping possibilities. Yes, yes. you did talk about about the shipping. Uh, You think it's most likely that it will be like a kid. Well, not most likely, but 50 percent likely that there will be a very developmentally appropriate child acknowledgement of mutual crush feelings or (laughs) no, nothing like just doesn't come into it or potentially a flashback or flash forward. Let me restate. Oh my goodness. 50% that, uh, that yeah, like they both admit that they have a crush, that they love each other. Um, but then like, we don't see anything else. Like it's, it's, it's on screen. They love each other. Series ends. Maybe they're holding hands or hugging or side by side arms around each other. And then series ends end of show. You know, we don't get anything. Uh, like then I said, there's like 25% would be that like flash forward. So 50%, then another 25% to make 75 total percent. But within that 25%, you think it could go either way. no. Okay. So twenty five percent is is that they end up together and there's some sort of Harry Potter like flash forward. Okay. Fifty percent is the first one. Twenty five percent is the second one. That's seventy five percent. Okay. Ten percent. Katara ends up with Zuko. Okay. No, fifteen percent. Is that in like a flash forward style though, or is that no? That there's some sort of on on screen mutual affection. Either way, mm, like okay. that there's any sort of like. Either way, we're giving fifteen percent to Zutara. Yes. Okay. 15% Zutara. Okay. And then that leaves 10% because that is 90%. <laughs> and that final 10% is like all the other possibilities. Okay. Like complete non-affection that it flashes forward and Katara is like married to just some Earth Kingdom dude. Like all the possibilities. Gotcha. All right. What do you got now? Katoff. Katoff. In that 10%. <laughs> All right, what else? What else you got? Um, Do you think they will defeat the Fire Lord? Do you think there's a possibility that it could have a not defeating the Fire Lord ending? I guess so, since there's a sequel series that is somewhat continuous of the storyline of the existing show. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I would say that is definitely in the possibilities in a way that I didn't think it was until like while we were recording the last episode. So, (laughs) 
Um, that is definitely in the possibility. Some sort of like, like they fended off the Fire Nation or completely lost and Aang dies and the, the battle continues and welcome to Korra. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely in the possibility. Um, I would like to think that they're ending this series in a way where they view it as a complete series in the absence of Korra. Cause otherwise that'd be very disappointing with the series ending and not knowing that Korra is coming out as like a viewer. I assumed that there was a period of time, a length of time between Korra and Avatar. Yes, there was a pretty sizable length of time. Okay. Like Korra came out when I was in college. Okay. That's what I assumed so the which would lead me to believe that there's a satisfactory ending to Avatar the Last Bend, Airbender that it doesn't end in a way that's like oh we need like another show mm-hmm. like like that the 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 showrunners were like and done and then at some point it was like we're interested in doing another series with you guys and then it's like okay Let's do this mm-hmm. new series. Maybe they already had those ideas. Maybe they planted some seeds in the third season towards that. But I don't think that they were guaranteed a completely new show mm-hmm. before this was even released. So um, maybe they were, but by the sounds of it, it, it was a long amount of time. So that leads me to believe that my assumptions are true, uh, which would mean that I think that it has some sort of ending with uh uh like a happy ending worldwide like it might not be a super happy ending for us as viewers Mm -hmm. but like in world like whether or not the fire kingdom is completely destroyed like freedom is expanded and to to follow like similar star wars logic of Mm -hmm. star wars trilogies like the big evil is seemingly defeated. Okay. Um, and we'll see what that looks like in Korra, but um, maybe in Korra, the earth kingdom starts going on a genocide. Everybody's <laughs> got to get their genocides in. It can, if there's one thing plot against America taught us, it's that it can happen anywhere. <laughs> That's true. If you haven't watched P- plot against America, you, you really need to watch America. plot against America. Um, yeah. Other than that, I don't, I don't think either of the animal companions will die. Maybe that's a bold guess. <laughs> um, but I think the closest you get to something like that is like what happened to Appa in the last mm-hmm. season. Um, I think that both Katara and Sokka will live. Uh, I think Aang has like a 50-50 chance okay. of living. Um, I guess if I have to pick, I'll make it like a... 55 live 45 die okay like in a die in a sacrificial type of way okay um zuko i would say uh probably in similar vein 55 live 45 die okay um fire lord uh ozai why do I remember their names? <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> him and Jack. Any like bad fireman just <laughs> like, well, oh, I know that name. Uh, yeah, I've never had issues with Iro Ozai. Do you remember what the previous Fire Lord's name was? Roku? Wait, no. No, that was the Avatar. 
for. But do you, do you remember what the... I don't. Uh, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> do you remember which was the Fire Lord that first harnessed the power of the comet? No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think I had some special, like, Rain Man ability for... Yes. Fire lords. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> if only. Yeah. What a useful skill that would be. <laughs> I know. Uh, oh. What are your numbers for Fire Lord Ozai? For old Mark Hamill. Um, I think there's like a 90% chance that he dies. Okay. Uh, I think it's very probable. 90 um, I don't know how it's going to depict death in this children's show it hasn't yet like it hasn't mm-hmm. chosen to really broach what that looks like yeah on really children's show all we've gotten is Zhao getting like sucked down into the mm-hmm. into the depths. so so it might be something along those lines um and uh iroh i think it's like a 75 percent chance he dies which is sad do you think there's a chance that iroh gets an off-screen death because last time we saw Iroh, he was in the hands of the Fire Nation. Uh, I think it there's a slightly better than a 50-50 chance that he gets an off-screen death because the actor actually died. So <laughs> R.I.P. So so they had a creative decision to make <laughs> mm-hmm. too of like, do we have a different actor portray this? It is in voice, so like. To some extent, you can probably trick a large amount of the audience into mm-hmm. knowing anything's different. But also, do you feel like that's the right choice? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like, that's for the showrunner to make. Um, but uh, I hope it's not off screen. My my hope would be that somebody continues to portray Iroh um, just because... You love him? Uh, well, even, <laughs> if, even if it's for one episode, like, I think he's the most uh, emotionally affecting mm-hmm. character for us. And so that character, um, like Ned Stark in the first season of game of yeah, Thrones, he does have a very Ned Stark vibe. Like, like that character that, that you grow to really love holds a lot of weight, uh, in your affection for him. And, uh, and that is the weight that is like valuable to be able to kill off to get make you feel something mm-hmm. else, um, which sounds super dark. But like I'm trying to think of like, um, um, oh, give, give give me like a children's movie with like a death in it, something like that. Like, um, the land before time, all dogs go to heaven. Yeah, yeah, maybe not a cartoon. I'm trying to think of something I've seen recently-ish. Oh, something we've seen recently? I thought you were just just something just I've seen recently. I'm trying to compare like how like how that like a Game of Thrones, but like how how like I feel like I'm on the cusp of like a uh, theory here. Stranger Things. Yeah, there we go. Like um, when Nona Bob, like Bob uh-huh. in in Stranger Things, like. You as you get more and more affectionate for Bob, and these are spoilers. Sorry for like second and third seasons here, but uh, as you get more affectionate for Bob, it becomes very clear as an audience that uh, Bob's probably going to die because we like Bob, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it feels very much like Bob's going to die. Um, w- what's the sheriff's name? 
Hopper. Hopper. That's right. See, it's not just this show. I, I <laughs> um, it would eventually made it uh, down the hopper of my brain. Um, but with Hopper to contrast that, like uh, Hopper was maybe the character at that point in the show that we had developed been affected by the most Mm -hmm. like hoppers on screen transformations realizations embattlements thoughts feelings emotions have affected us as the audience probably more than any of the other characters on screen um so like he had the he was and he was uniquely positioned as being outside of the main circle of characters. Mm-hmm. It's always that character outside of that main circle of characters um, that like are essential for the story to continue to be told uh, that you actually really, really care for. Like being able to lose that character gives you like an emotional catharsis mm-hmm. uh, through the story being told like you can use that as a very like cathartic in a painful way storytelling Mm -hmm. like device does that resonate does that resonate Mm -hmm. true so that's why i think iroh uh is like three to one more likely to die in this season but i hope it's on screen even if they have to do it quickly so they Mm -hmm. don't have like somebody portraying iroh for like the whole season if they don't feel like that was the right decision so those are my thoughts those are your predictions all right i have one more question for you do you think we will see the cabbage seller again oh the person selling cabbages yeah oh i was thinking i was like where did we see a seller that was full of cabbages (laughs) like is it the is it cabbage guys seller the cabbage merchant the cabbage merchant i was imagining just this like basement basement full of cabbages cabbages. (laughs) my cabbage seller um i i can only assume that him and foamy mouth guy will make at least one appearance in the season love foamy mouth guy yeah best i feel like those those are well established like in jokes that you if you have a show like avatar that is like very whimsical and beloved by adults and children like creating those in jokes um uh are just tried and true television mm-hmm. um even if it's something like a catchphrase from a character like cut it out you know like that becomes like an in joke that like the audience shares for the rest of time like everybody mm-hmm. that grew up watching full house uh just like knows that as like a thing from a character you know yeah so i feel like um foamy mouth guys and like even like see after watching the first season having very little attachment to the lore and story and outward grouping of people that are fans of avatar like in listening to the first episode when i was giving a rating system for avatar uh, like you wanted to try to use the number of cabbages. Like I still didn't even like, and, and even you, you bring it up now, like I still am not realizing like how much of an in joke the cabbages are. <laughs> you haven't like, latched onto the cabbages. Right. Like every yet. time you bring it up, I'm like the cabbages again. That like, okay. Like, like, like I'm like surprised that you're bringing up cabbages because I just don't think about the cabbages 
at all <laughs> as somebody that's like basically still on the outside looking in on, uh-huh. on Avatar. Like, um, but it's it's the people that have rewatched it and rewatched it and talked about it with friends and on Reddit. I'm sure mm-hmm. like Reddit's upvotes and downvotes might be cabbages and foaming mouth guys. Who knows? Like, <laughs> um, so like those are the type of things that like you can't mm-hmm. fully appreciate until you've like been in, immersed into it. Um, and since we're watching it so fa- fast too, I feel like there isn't a lot of like deep immersion here. Mm-hmm. It's like very phew, shooting through it. Um, but now like you bring it up again, now I'm like, okay, cabbages, like I need to remember cabbages are avatar, avatar (laughs) are cabbages. Cabbages. (laughs) All right. Well, do you have anything else before we get, oh, I have something else before we get started. Okay. So I, the finale of Avatar, the last airbender. Mm-hmm. I feel like is what I wanted from the finale of Game of Thrones. I've heard I've heard you say something to this effect, or or other people as well, of just how phenomenal the finale is to Avatar. There, it's it's a good finale on its own, but there's also like things about like the pairings of conflict that feel similar enough to game of thrones that when i was like thinking about my game of thrones finale wish list um i think i was like thinking of things along the lines of this finale and then when it didn't go that way it was disappointing Mm. so i think i want you to keep that in mind so that we can come back to that discussion in the back end and i imagine that's why it's so highly rated uh as a show is that it probably uh like delivers it's it, like it's mm-hmm. there's a lot of payoff so like like that's a the the complaint with the last season of game of thrones like it doesn't pay off on most of the things from all of the previous seasons so it feels like you wasted your time watching mm-hmm. all of those seasons because it doesn't even address all of these things that it told you was important. It's like, I wouldn't have thought that was important if you didn't tell me it was important. <laughs> That's how people felt with lost. Um, to some extent, uh, I was fine with the finale of Lost. I like, <laughs> I like lost a lot. I think, it, is that I think what we're going to watch next. I think the character development of Lost is some of the best character development ever on t- TV. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But, um, but as that writer had went on to do like the leftovers, I've heard the leftovers pays yeah, off big I wanna, time. I want to watch that still. That's it, the one on HBO, right? Y- yep. And I've heard that, 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 that same, that same creator. Um, and it gets a little confusing because JJ Abrams was also like the showrunner of lost, but, but it is like a, one of the other executive producers mm-hmm. that did the leftovers and then also did, um, the Watchmen on HBO. That's another one that I heard time and time again was it made all of these promises through the season. And it's only one season. It's, that's the whole series. It made all these promises that all the way that build up all the way to the end. And it pays off every single one of them. And it's like, Ooh, like when a show, uh-huh. when a show can hit that, it's like you completely delivered, you know, <laughs> I'm satisfied. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to think if there's a show that I can think of that I feel like completely delivers in that way. Do you feel like the Firefly movie delivers? 
in that way. I, I feel like it gets a lot of the way there. It does. Yeah. I, I think I felt mostly satisfied by mm-hmm. 90, 10, I would, I would say. Yeah. Um, I feel like the parks in rec finale really delivers. And I've said this before elsewhere with other people, but I feel like, um, it maybe it's because there isn't the last couple seasons uh-huh. of Parks and Rec like there are the last couple seasons of The Office, where where like the show just fundamentally changes. And I'm not like, sure I remember. I had mixed feelings about Parks and Rec. I'm not sure I really remember. Yeah. The actual finale, the thing that's much more memorable to memorable to me is what was meant to be the finale of it and when i like think Mm -hmm. back on it like that's the episode i picture like Mm -hmm. i don't think i can bring to mind a single screen grab from the actual finale of parks and rec yeah i remember um like i mean we can talk about the finale we can talk about whatever we want this is our podcast but um like like just in my mind it delivered in a way that like the final episode of the office i feel like is the best episode in the last two seasons of the mm-hmm. office um by a pr- pretty wide margin uh, but, well i take that back there are a few robert california episodes <laughs> that i really like uh-huh. um like the one where he skinny dips in his pool with everybody over at his house um james spader is is really good as robert california um but i feel like yeah like um, like it, it takes a fundamental change once, once, uh, Michael leaves, right. Once Michael moves to Colorado and the show is just fundamentally changed at that point. Um, and it's not until that final episode where it feels like it's completely back to the mm-hmm. same show. So I feel like that that's the biggest difference there where, where I feel like parks and rec, um, doesn't fundamentally feel like it ch- changed. Um, and then you get the payoff of like, um, because it's a, it's a, it's a sitcom and mm-hmm. it's a very, very feel good sitcom. That's what, one what, thing I love what about happens Parks and in the finale. Um, at the very end, you see basically how everybody's lives turned out. How did it turn out? Uh, Leslie becomes president. Whoa. <laughs> I'm pretty sure unless I'm losing my mind here. I don't <laughs> I literally remember nothing about how Parks and Rec ends. Because it, it does... I, I think I honestly... It does a time jump. Yeah, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of that. Um, I I preferred the ending that they thought it was going to have, where, like, you see them with the kids, and they're all bustling around the the room that's, like, the new office of the, like, whatever. Like, that, to me, felt like a satisfying finale. I think that's why they time jump, though, because and, they did that finale... And then got renewed for another season. And so they. Yeah, that is why they did the the time jump. But I don't think to me, at least the like real finale didn't feel as satisfying to me as the fake finale. So seventh season, though, it aired in 2015, takes place in 2017. Uh, This doesn't tell you how it ends. In the last day, Impani Leslie rallies entire team for one last parks project, fixing a swing in a park. Series of flash forwards show bits of what's happened to the characters. Typhoon and Craig get married. Andy and April become parents. Donna sets up a nonprofit with her husband. Tom becomes a best-selling author. 
Gary serves as mayor until his death at the age of 100. And Ron finds happiness in a job as a park superintendent for the National Park Service. Ben is elected to Congress, and he and Leslie are separately courted to run for governor of Indiana. After considering who should run, Ben decides that Leslie would be the better candidate. The two then visit the Parks Department and see all their friends once more. Anne and Chris reappear and decide to move back to Pawnee. In the future, Leslie serves two terms as governor and hints at a new unknown challenge in a speech at Gary's funeral, depicted earlier in the episode but occurring further in the future. She and Ben are accompanied by what appears to be Secret Service detail in a scene left intentionally ambiguous. So, so it's, it's. I'm not sure I watched the actual finale. <laughs> so of I felt. Parks and Rec. I felt like there was a lot of really feel good, like uh-huh. after in like I, I I binged the first six seasons and then watched the seventh season as uh-huh. it aired. So I had just come off of a summer of watching six straight seasons, and then I watched uh-huh. the finale. The final season. I don't think I ever watched the... F- I remembered I watched it all on like Netflix and then started mm-hmm. watching it when it aired and was kind of like, eh, I don't think I ever watched the like, finale. Like it just felt... None of that Like it familiar. all felt just so feel good uh-huh. where it was like, oh, oh, in a way that The Office could never be. Like, uh-huh. like, like Andy has to be just kind of a yeah. schmuck. Like that's The Office. I feel like I need to go pull up Parks and Rec on Netflix now because I am... 90% sure I didn't finish the final season. <laughs> anyway, and I consider myself a big Parks and Rec fan. Anyway, I don't I even that like I feel like like they're not setting up stuff to pay off later, you know. They're just mm-hmm. giving you a they're they're just doing fan service to make you feel good and mm-hmm. and it works. But like I can't think of another show um that I've watched. Maybe I'm notorious for not finishing shows. I never finished Breaking Bad, never finished Mad Men. Uh, <laughs> Did you even really start Mad Men? <laughs> I watched the first season in one sitting, and then I never watched the second season. <laughs> and I loved it. The first season was amazing. It was great television. Um, yes. But yeah, maybe I'm not. Uh, the first couple seasons of Narcos, the whole Columbia arc, I feel like pays off well, but I mean, they're kind of hamstrung by, you know, real mm-hmm. life events. So, you know, how it's going to yeah. end as the show starts. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of excited because I don't know if I have another TV show that I've watched that I feel like <laughs> was really delivered for me. I liked lost, but there was a lot of like, that was still mm-hmm. early, like, internet think pieces like there wasn't there there wasn't a lot of places on the internet to hear the backlash yeah but like there there was it was there like it was a it was in the zeitgeist people being disappointed by lost Mm -hmm. um and i feel like it's it in my opinion is is overblown like it's it's not a game of thrones situation um where like we all deserved something a lot better than what we got (laughs) Mm -hmm. The only episode that was good in the whole last season was the one where they're just sitting around the castle talking. Um, anyway, this show, this uh, podcast is about Avatar. <laughs> We're recording back to back episodes. We've been sitting here for two and a half hours. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> grab your DVDs, your anniversary edition set, or download a free trial on Amazon of Nick Picks. Mm-hmm. and watch it all in seven days <laughs> you gotta get that corona watch on yep <laughs>
Get your Corona binge. Uh, pause this podcast if you want to watch along with us or just keep going on through. If you have photographic memory of what happened in season three of Avatar. More power to you. Yep. Keep going. All right. Let's go watch. All right. Welcome back to the final part of our final special avatar coronasode and we have just finished watching the finale of book three so zen's comment baby J, what do you think uh i liked it are you ready to give your reader's digest version of book three all right i'll try my best uh yes when we last saw ang (laughs) he was lightninged and Katara had to bring him back to life as they were flying away, fleeing Azula and Zuko. So it becomes really hard to think back and try to (laughs) remember everything uh, in order. So they wake up. (laughs) Aang wakes up and they all grow out their hair more. Mm -hmm. So Aang has hair. Which I liked Aang with hair. That was kind of fun. Yeah, that he was a he was fun with hair. Let's pause there because you had a lot of thoughts about everybody's hairstyles. So I think it's time for you to give the mm. definitive ranking of all the characters' hairstyles. So Sokka really has two hairstyles: shaved on the I guess three, shaved on the sides, not shaved on the sides, and then at the very end of this season very very end he has like trimmed on the sides (laughs) and i think not shaved on the sides was Sokka's best best look best hair look and then how about ang do you like him better bald or uh with hair yeah so then there's ang bald and with hair um at first is really unsettling and then when he put on the bandana i was like or not the bandana, like the headband. The headband. I was like, I like this. I like this look. <laughs> so I was kind of digging the hair and headband. Yeah. Ang. The Fire Nation outfit Ang. Uh, Zuko had... So many hair transformations. Least, yeah, at least three looks. Um, I think the shaggy man bun Zuko was the best. Mm-hmm. I think diamond shaved hair Zuko ponytail definitely is, the worst is the worst um and just regular shaggy zuko was okay how about close cropped earth kingdom zuko mm. yeah not my favorite mm, i, I th- think shaggy man i thought you zuko. liked that one better than regular shaggy though yes i do like it better than regular shaggy and better than diamond ponytail okay. but bun is definitely your favorite yeah okay um Toph didn't really have any hair changes. Nope. Uh how about Katara? What's your favorite hair look there? Did she have significant changes? Um well books one and two, it's like hair loopies and a braid, and then there's like hair loopies half up, and then mm. there's the like top knot hair down in the Fire Nation. I think I liked Top Knot Fire Nation mm. hair. Overall, it sounds like you were digging the Fire Nation looks. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. Toph did have her bangs grow longer, like in the last couple of episodes. Mm -hmm. They started drawing her bangs more in her eyes. And I didn't like that as much mm -hmm. because it looked a little emo-y. Yeah, <laughs> a little um, too scene kid. Yeah. And then there was also Azula, which we haven't gotten to this mm -hmm. part yet in my Reader's Digest version. Um, I think Crazy Bangs Azula... <laughs> Is your favorite look is, of all? Is the favorite, yeah. <laughs> all right, we we return from that uh, dive into Team Avatar's hair to go back to the Reader's Digest, Baby J. Yeah, so they're hiding out in the Fire Nation and planning to attack on the eclipse that we learned about in the previous season. And it, there was some fun episodes. Uh, I really liked the one where uh, they they first go to the Fire Nation and steal all the clothes. Mm -hmm. And Aang, the clothes that Aang steals is like school mm -hmm. school uniform <laughs> clothes. And so uh, the guards like find him and throw him back into the school. And then he's like having fun going to school uh -huh. as just like a regular <laughs> kid. I like that too. Yeah, I thought that was a fun episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're hanging out in the Fire Nation for for most of it. Um, still doing a little work on on uh, Earth bending. I guess he met more or less like does most of his work on Earth bending. Like, feel like there's a lot of it in the early parts of this season mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, so they go to, I don't know, what else happens? <laughs> it feels all jumbled in my brain. Uh, well, why don't you tell us what happens on uh, the Day of Black Sun? Oh, yes. Okay. So meanwhile, back in the Fire Kingdom, in the Fire City with the Fire People, mm -hmm. um, Zuko is being angsty again. Going into his uncle's cell and being like, like, uncle, what should I do? I hate you. That's basically mm -hmm. him every episode for the first couple of episodes. And Iroh's just getting ripped. Yeah. And then I Iroh's just pulling a boomy. Yeah. Just getting ripped. Just quarantine goals. Yeah. Uncle Ira. <laughs> so, and there's a cameo by serena williams mm -hmm. playing a guard which cameo do you think was better ed sheeran in game of thrones or serena williams as the guard <laughs> in avatar both are just so memorable <laughs> i know just such performances <laughs> i i really liked how you were like this is a cameo who do you think this is i'm like i don't know who is it you're like, Serena Williams. <laughs> that was like, not the what? person I would have guessed. <laughs> was doing a cameo it's in a kid's so show. It's just so random. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, was she a big fan? Is there a big crossover amongst, like, 14-year-olds that are into women's tennis and 14-year-olds that are, <laughs> are into, into Avatar? It's like uh, the Venn diagram. Like, yeah, what, what led to this? <laughs> I cameo. have no clue what led to that cameo. <laughs> I maybe I don't know. Does she have kids? Maybe her kids were fans or something, and maybe she's trying to score some 
score some points with them but yeah i have it's not really ever it's it's really unclear as to how yeah. that happened so the day of black sun arrives and zuko has decided you know what i am good mm-hmm. and so he goes and tells off his dad and escapes on the run on the lamb and while he's running out all of the battalion of people are coming in and there's uh ang and toff and Sokka. oh wait no i guess it's just ang at first going to find the fire lord and it's in he gets there i feel like i'm doing a really poor job <laughs> he ang and fire lord going ang gets to the city fire lord's gone they're hiding they obviously know that an attack is coming for the day of black sun. So the rest of the crew doesn't know that they're, that they're gone. And so they fight all the way up the beaches with their little submarines. If you didn't watch it, this makes no sense, but they fight up the beaches in their submarines and then up the hill to the fire city. And Aang comes back and finds them. Long story short, um, eclipses go by very quickly and so they missed their opportunity it was all a trap anyway and they flee and so they go to one of their earth temples or no wind air temples that's abandoned and there zuko comes to find them and it's like hey guys i'm good and so then we spend most of the rest of the season with like individual adventures with zuko um, life changing uh, yeah with, with, with different characters um and top makes a joke about it in the finale of like "Ooh, it's my turn to go with zuko everyone's having such life-changing adventures <laughs> um so over the rest of the season the viewer and characters all gain zuko's trust on these series of adventures to like Go and save Suki and go and find the general admiral that murdered their mother. Katara's mother. <laughs> and Aang and Zuko doing something. What'd they do? <laughs> they uh, learned firebending from the masters. Oh, yes. That, that was a fun episode. Uh, yeah, they went and found like a native people group that like all firebenders originated from that like worship the two dragons that were thought to be extinct but were secretly alive and that's also where Iroh went to go become a master and Iroh had been keeping secret that the dragons were alive um so that nobody, so could, that kill nobody could kill them conservationist Iroh so once they've done all of their adventures, oh yeah, there's that boomy blow up eye guy. Sparky Sparky Boom Man. Sparky Sparky Boom Man. Um so he like yeah, he dead. Yeah, he appears and dies in over the course of this season. Um we'll get to him later in some complaints. <laughs> and yeah. So then it gets to the second to last episode, which might be the best episode of the series. Oh, I love that episode so much. Um, it's so good. 
So it's basically a clip show recapping the entire series uh, as an in-world play of the adventures of the Avatar. And it just kind of recaps all of the the adventures all the way up until uh, then and then sets up the like Fire Lord Ozai's victory over the Avatar. And so does a good job of setting up the four-part finale. And then the finale. Yep. Do you want me to go over the finale? Yeah. Okay. Remember, it's a uh, Reader's Digest finale. Are you saying that (laughs) I'm taking my sweet time? Okay. (laughs) Reader's Digest finale. They split into three groups. Katara and Zuko defeat Azula, Suki, Toph, and... Sokka. Sokka. (laughs) (laughs) It fell out of my mind. For the character that you are most similar to. I was trying. Well, like, now I have all these things like Zutara in my head. So, like, I am having a hard time trying to keep the name straight. Um, in Sokka, they get, get, they get the token, as always, the token, like, something to, to do side quest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they're... They had an important role. Yeah. Yeah, they're sent off to do something. They had to take out the airships that the other people were. Okay, but in real life, fire. in real life, like let's say the president is committing a genocide, not very surprising, and probably something on his to do list. Let's say he's committing a genocide, and he's in a plane at the front of the pack. <laughs> that plane crashes. Do you think the rest of like the group just goes on and is like, we're not going to stop to check and see what's going on here. They were really hyped about genociding the earth kingdom. They're like, the genocide must go on That's true. no matter what. I guess Mike Pence would keep it going. He would. You think Mike Pence cares to stop and check if Donald Trump is okay? No way. He's like, okay, follow in line behind me now. Yeah. I'm leading this genocide. He's been waiting for that phone call since day one. He's probably the one pushing all of the the Burger King across the table. <laughs> Here you go, sir. I got you another Burger King, King sandwich. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love this very much. It's the best. Anyway, they get the side that side quest. <laughs> and then Aang and the Fire Lord fight. Oh, kind of important. <laughs> Aang sleepwalks out into the ocean, then sweep swims to an island. But the island, when he wakes up, has moved, and nobody can find him. And it turns out he's on the back of a giant lion turtle. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's definitely got that, like, uh, what's the... Is it Hinduism that, like, everything's on the back of a turtle? I think so. And it's like, like the whole universe is actually on the back of a giant turtle, and then... It's like, well, what's that turtle on? And it's turtles all the way down. Like that that's the idea. Like everything's on the back of turtles. Mm-hmm. So And there's I think it's in the library episode. There's like a little bit of foreshadowing about the Oh, is there? About the lion turtle. I think it's in the library episode, but there's something where they're somewhere and they're like, Hey, look, a giant lion turtle is like in a in like a book or a scroll or something. Yeah interesting so he finds it i didn't catch the like foreshadowing because i didn't really remember it but uh, i imagine there's a couple things like that where on a second viewing you go oh that's nice lion turtle um although there was other things that uh again i feel like 
could have been tied a little tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to that. So he's on the back of the lion turtle. The lion turtle gives him some sort of understanding in the form of touching his forehead and a green glow. And I, I turned to you and I was like, I was like, is that it? Is that all that happens? Like, I don't understand <laughs> what just happened. So I was afraid for a second. He was just giving him understanding or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then he fights Fire Lord Ozai. Um, he gets thrown into a mountain that pierces him in the exact spot of the lightning, unlocking his chakra. So he's able to go into avatar mode and be Ozai. And he has Ozai on the brink and he's about to kill him. And then he returns to regular Aang and he's like, I can't kill you because morals. But the lion turtle taught me something different. (laughs) And then he like touches his forehead and takes away his ability to firebend. So essentially rendering him useless. And that's the end. Zuko is now the fire lord. <laughs> uh might want to rethink the PR of that particular like title. Title. <laughs> um maybe the the fi- hum- humble fire servant like <laughs> I'm here to help. Um, and we don't know who's ruling over the Earth Kingdom. Oh, it, yeah. It ends, ends with Katara kissing Aang. And then it's and over. all of Justin's Zutara dreams. He became a Zutara shipper. I did not become a Zutara shipper. <laughs> Every time they were on screen together, you were like, Zutara. I know. I was making fun of it. I was like, I was putting together the dots. I thought you were getting into it. I thought you were like, I think these two make more sense. No. Which is not what I believe. I'm katang all the way. (laughs) Yeah. No. That seems like that seems like a relationship that would happen at about that age where it's like these people like clearly this would not be a healthy relationship, but they're like love we got to do this and so (laughs) then they have like just a really incredibly unhealthy rocky relationship Mm -hmm. (laughs) where it's like like uh you hear people say that like oh if you guys don't fight like how you're not even it's like i don't know like doesn't seem like fighting should be a prerequisite for a healthy relationship (laughs) Relationship. (laughs) so good on break you ended with the uh healthier relationship so, that brings us to your predictions, and you did predict that Katang would be Endgame. Mm-hmm. So that, that was my my biggest mm-hmm. percentage guess. That was your biggest percentage guess. Was it more definitive that you thought it would be, or did you think it was just gonna end with them? They're like, no eyebrows. Um. For, for a second, I thought it was going to end like that with them just like standing like next to each other, like like when they hugged mm-hmm. and then like kind of like looked out into the distance. I thought it would end on that. Yeah. But then it was like, just kidding. And then she kissed him. Yep. They so. went in for that decisive end game. Yep. Making it clear. Cutting off the Zutara shippers. Not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, your other one was Sokka leading 
the normie assault, he led several normie assaults. Again, I did not phrase it as the normie assault, but yes, that prediction was correct. Uh, the gang splitting up several times. They they split mm-hmm. up to go on on their own little missions, especially at the end. That was what I really imagined. Mm-hmm. Like that, like Aang is off doing his own thing, and like yeah, they're just fractured, like uh, like John Lawrence trying to free the slaves. <laughs> Bringing it back to John Lawrence. Lawrence is in South Carolina. (laughs) Redefining bravery. We'll never be free to re-end slavery. There we go. (laughs) All right, so you got that one. Uh, The Zuko reversal. We did get a Zuko reversal. Uh, And then you said, and die, or sees Iroh die, and then reverses. Um, Did you think there was a possibility that Zuko would die from the uh, lightning strike by azula um uh a little bit by at that point in time like i only my like my prediction was more focused on zuko dying in an act of like being the one that actually saves the Mm -hmm. day um so as soon as he goes to fight azula it's like well like doesn't really matter what happens there like existentially for the world like Mm -hmm. like that's a family scruff either could die like it wouldn't really affect Mm -hmm. what i was thinking might happen with um zuko but i was fine with it and i was fine with uh iroh not dying Mm -hmm. he was the one i thought had the biggest chance of dying yeah uh possible they lose to the fire nation so we did have a uh a uh sort of interact of them losing losing a smaller battle against the fire nation mm-hmm. on day of black sun and their, their daddies were all taken captive mm-hmm. by the fire nation. So give you that one there. Uh, happy ending in the world. It does seem to be a happy ending in the world. Um, and ending in a way that feels com- like a complete series in the absence of Cora. Yes, there is a little bit. I don't like the, I, as I mentioned to you, there was a like spinoff graphic novel, Mm -hmm. series and they tried to like i'm sure the nickelodeon execs were like we gotta we gotta bait these children into buying these graphic novels so you have that little aside with zuko and the fire lord after where he's like where's my mother i don't like that but otherwise i think it it oh did that happen in the graphic novels like he goes and finds his mother that's that's the plot point of the graphic where is the mother the mother is like living in a like hovel so i don't fully banished. understand why she's banished like it seemed like i yeah that whole I think, that whole I think getting into the netflix wish list i think it was i don't know if that plot point i, I think it's stronger if the mother is just dead mm-hmm. um so I, I don't know if that plot point came from they like wanted to do this other subplot where they have to go find the mother or if it just came from not feeling like they could just definitively say the mother was dead in this mm-hmm. kid's show. And then they're like, oh, well, I guess since we didn't say she's dead, she could. Now that we have to write a comic, a graphic novel or not that they have to. But now that somebody else is going to write the graphic novel, mm-hmm. I guess they can go there. So I'm not sure what the like what the creators would have intended outside of that. But I think on the Netflix wish list, it's stronger if the mother is just dead. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. 
Yeah, because in the show, it's like presented as this convoluted, like, Azulon wants Ozai to kill Zuko, but the mom doesn't want that to happen. Uh, so she, like, makes a deal with Ozai that she'll kill Azulon to save Zuko, but then she has to leave, and that way he still gets to be Fire Lord. So she kills him? She- yes. I didn't even catch that. That's how do you even, how, how would you even, I assume she was banished because she knew, knew. too much because she uh-huh. knew that the, yeah. that he had killed like, yes, the, the more convoluted plot point only comes out in the plot of the novels of the, like, yeah. she's the one who kills the grandfather and then, then why does she have to be banished? I don't, it doesn't make sense. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, it's I think, all it's all just a plot to sell the graphic novel. <laughs> and like, if she knew too much and knew the true story of how Ozai got the the crown, like that would make more sense. But then, why would you banish that person who mm-hmm. has that information? You just kill them, kill them. So yeah. it's a lot cleaner. It makes a lot more sense if she's just if she's dead. just dead. Yes, I think that should go on our Netflix series wish list. Yeah. Since they've already, the creators have already definitively said, like, the plot points of the graphic novel spinoffs are not going to be included. So Mm. I think it's a stronger choice if she's just dead. I agree. Um, No dead animal companions. Uh, Boomy was really worried about Momo. There was lots of Momo worries. Uh, when he's disappeared with Aang, there's a you got a good kick out of Sokka being concerned that Appa had eaten Momo. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. Um, and then the Cabbage Guy. So we don't see the Cabbage Guy mm-hmm. in this um, season. Season, but we do get a mention of the Cabbage Guy as the uh, where a lot of the story that the playwright took inspiration for the Ember Island player show came from a surprisingly knowledgeable cabbage merchant. Yeah. I thought that was funny. (laughs) So we did get a little nod to the cabbage guy. All right. So do you want to start with, uh, let's do likes complaints and then return to our Netflix wish list. Um, yeah, I feel like it, I liked that it was a very satisfying um, ending. Like it didn't mm-hmm. feel, it didn't feel like anything was like missing. Mm-hmm. There was things I didn't necessarily like, but it wasn't a satisfy di- dissatisfying mm-hmm. ending. Um, hmm. As far as uh, everything else goes, like I think I think feel like we've mostly covered my likes. I don't know. Is there anything else that I guess? Uh, about book three in particular yeah i liked it i don't (laughs) it's hard to like Uh think of like what were things that i yeah particularly liked so i going to game of thrones when i was thinking about what the game of thrones finale was going to give me Mm -hmm. i wanted a structure like the finale sure. of this. I can like, see that. I wanted Jamie to have to go face Cersei. Cersei. I wanted like John to have to like struggle with his identity and what needed to be done the way Aang mm-hmm. did and then have to go like like I don't know, I'd something about like the different missions 
mm-hmm. I wanted for yeah, Game of Thrones. Th- there's definitely a lot of parallels there that I think mimic what people wanted, and mm-hmm. that that's 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 a very good way. And do you think it comes from that the people who are watching Game of Thrones were the people who watched this as children? Maybe <laughs> and they're like, oh, I just want him to have to face his sister and his family. Yeah, issues. like like that 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 was the prediction all along was that like Jamie would be the one that kills Cersei because mm-hmm. of a, <laughs> this isn't a Game of Thrones podcast, but because there's literally a prediction that Cersei has built her entire life around that her younger brother will kill her. And she always assumes that that's Tyrion. Mm-hmm. And so it would only make sense that her brother, that she has a sexual relationship and several children with... <laughs> Just in uh-huh. case you don't know about Game of Thrones, that that <laughs> her twin brother that she is sexually active with, uh, that she loves and assumes will always have her back, would be the one that is pushed too far and's like, I don't even know who you are anymore. I have to kill you. Like mm-hmm. that would have been so satisfying. Yeah. But in, instead, and, and they're I, just like, let the rocks let the fall rocks on fall us. on us as we <laughs> decide that. We are family. (laughs) And I just feel like for the Zuko-Jamie parallels, it just feels like the right thing for them both to be doing in the finale because both of those characters have already, like, done the internal work and, like, made... So, like, it seems like you said, like, the outstanding thing for both of them Mm -hmm. is this family problem. Like, they've both dealt with the existential crisis and their role in it already. So what's left for them is the, like, the the familial conflict Mm -hmm. that they have to decide what side they're on. So this is what the... (laughs) This is what the finale of Avatar would look like if Benioff and Weiss... (laughs) were uh the ones do mm-hmm. doing it it would be like uh <laughs> it'd be somehow zuko goes to fight azula they decide you know what we're better off together than with everybody else and katara like kills them both like somehow yeah. uh-huh. somehow they both <laughs> die um and then the big fight between the um, fire fire lord and the avatar happened like four episodes previous mm-hmm. before the finale. <laughs> um, On like day of black sun. Right, right, <laughs> right. On day of black sun, Suki kills the fire. <laughs> exactly. Lord. That's what I was going to say. It's like Suki or Sokka just gets a lucky shot and uh, kills the fire lord. And you're like, oh. So wait, why is he the Avatar? They're like, what's the purpose of the Avatar? And and then in the last episode, they're like, well, the Avatar has really broken a lot of rules and upset a couple of different kingdoms. So the Avatar has to go live in the South Pole for the rest of his <laughs> life. And you know what? Boomy, you're the Fire Lord now. Because really, who has a better story than Boomy? Boomy. Uh, you're good for Boomy. I was trying to feel like who has like the most useless. Because I was like, at first I was like, mm, 
Toph is like the special ability disabled <laughs> character, but she like actually uses those abilities in a meaningful way. Wait, no, I got Brian. it. I got it. What? Sparky, Sparky, Boom Man. Man. He's the third eye. <laughs> the thir- Who has a better story than Sparky, Sparky, Sparky Boom, Boom Man? Man. <laughs> uh. And the person giving this thing is like admiral zhao comes out no no the the daily guy yes long fang in prison comes out comes comes out his beard's all scraggly who has a better story than sparky sparky Sparky, Sparky, boom Boom man Man. yeah and then you're just like why why did you like kill something we all loved why did you do this that is exactly how it would have gone. There was a really great moment I feel like we have to tell the listeners about um, because Baby J just gives zero Funyuns about uh, Azula's gang, her her two homies, May and mm-hmm. Tylee, so much so that they are all interchangeable to him. So when Zuko first returns to the Fire Nation, there's like a shot of him hanging out with May. And then she kisses him. And Justin just, like, turned to me and was like, what? She just full-on mouth-kissed him. <laughs> and was, like, really convinced for a second that they were going full Game of Thrones <laughs> in this Nickelodeon children's show. Yes. Because he couldn't tell the difference between the sister and... And her lackeys. And her lackeys. I know. I was like, like... Because I remembered, like, I've always had that bouncing around my, my mind that you're like, oh, there's a really similar plot line to Game of Thrones in Avatar. And, like, when they kissed, I was like, I didn't think that you meant that similar. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> like, you were so horrified. The, the incest is very surprising. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I thought it was just going to be the redemption tale of the uh <laughs> And the then dishonored you're like, prince. You're like, that's the friend, that's May. I'm like, oh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that was I was just like floored. I was like, oh my gosh. This is not appropriate for a children's show. <laughs> like, this is going. Uh, zero to a hundred from where we started in book one but i'm really interested to see where this show goes now (laughs) it was really good um going back to the finale for a second um the the final season aired on nick at night It got trend when if we do Cora, I'm we're not sure if we're gonna do Cora yet. Oh, um, I want to do Cora. I'm okay. interested. Uh, Cora got transferred halfway through to an online streaming only platform. Really? So yes. <laughs> like, was it doing poorly? Because I, I feel like people really like Cora. For the final season, it yeah, it got like was traded. it doing poorly, or were they trying to like draw people into their streaming? I think they were trying to draw people into streaming, but there was a rumor it had to do with a certain uh, plot choice. Interesting. All right. But just a rumor. I think it mainly had to do with their streaming, but did you Did you tease. watch that one contemporaneously? Uh, I watched the last season contemporaneously. Okay. So I watched Avatar and then 
watched all of Korra in time. For the final season. To watch the final season contemporaneously. Nice. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to the finale for a hot second. Um, and the issues I have with the Game of Thrones finale <laughs> is that I also just find the pacing of like going back and forth between i think things could have been done with the can be done in the netflix reboot with the azula character to up the stakes a little bit for her and like zuko's Mm -hmm. fight but like visually i feel like it's so gorgeous (laughs) like going back and forth between their fight and then the fight with ang and Mm -hmm. the fire lord um I don't know. It does something to the pacing that I really like instead of like in the finale of Game of Thrones where it's just like fire, 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 fire. Yeah. Like I like going back and forth between the more like high energy fight between that's like the existential fight and like the score is also very high energy to like this very somber familial oh, fight yes and i for, i forgot one other thing that i have to add since katara kills both azula and zuko <laughs> ang now has to kill katara because oh yes it, yes so ang kills katara because she's evil and we're all like what? Is she evil? Like, is she, has she really like lost it? I can't really tell. Um, so yeah, I just feel like ah, uh, like Game of Thrones. Like, I I just oh, the potential is there. Like, I would have loved to have that same feeling of like going back and forth between the existential fight mm-hmm. and that just like super somber, yeah, like reckoning with your family totally. <laughs> issues. Uh, I have one more thing that would happen. Okay. <laughs> in, in order to justify it from a writing perspective, uh, at some point during the season, Toph would be trying to tell everybody that she thinks that Katara has like lost her mind. And since Toph is so beloved, they would then use that as an excuse to have Katara just like full on kill Toph. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, that character would just be dead. And that would be helpful justification for why she's now evil uh-huh it would be did you have i when i first watched Do you know who i was talking about with that one yeah with Varys. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i felt like it was a little bit of a of a stretch in the no. way i was phrasing it nope. but okay. I know. I'm, I'm glad you were tracking yes no she tough gets those little whispers from the vibrations and the... <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, oh, I remember what I was thinking. Did you have, so when I first watched this during the finale, and I'm just curious if you had the same thought, I was convinced that Toph was going to die at some point in the finale because when they first meet her, not when they first meet her, when that character's first introduced, it's in the swamp with all the dead people. And they're like, oh, it's things that have, maybe things that haven't happened yet. So I was like waiting for the whole finale and then it didn't happen. I I didn't, yeah, I didn't uh, think about it like that. Um, I could see how how you could perceive that as foreshadowing. Um, I'm glad she didn't, but. (laughs) For a second, I thought there was a chance Suki was going to die. 
And then that would be Yeah, uh, I thought when I first watched it too, I thought they were doing her kinda like they did Jet where Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, uh and then Wait, did he die? <laughs> I love that part in Emperor Island Place. Yeah. Where they make fun of like having to soft kill off characters in ch- children's shows and they're like, Wait, did Jet die? <laughs> you know, it was really unclear. <laughs> uh. Uh, what did you think of blood bending? Because I love blood bending. Yeah, I I really that's right. There there was that whole episode, um, uh, with the blood bending. Oh, there you go. If we're going back to our like, <clears throat> yeah, D and D writing it, they would have had Katara get deep into blood bending. Yeah, that's <laughs> really true. seduced by the power of blood bending. Yep. That. That's where it would have taken a turn, uh-huh. like halfway through the final season. All of a sudden, she's got a thirst for blood bending. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just like the power. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was uh, really cool. And I, I thought I really liked that episode because that episode harkened back to another thing that I feel like Nickelodeon cartoons always had, mm-hmm. which was like the one or two episodes over the run of the show that are like Halloween episodes and they, uh-huh. and they're like scary. <laughs> yeah. Like I always remember the Hey Arnold episode where, um, uh, the, it, it's like a, uh, like a headless horseman in mm-hmm. the park episode. I remember that one yeah. was always scary. I think for the Netflix wish list though, I would prefer her to use, not to have that like side thing where like they go, and find the Southern Raiders and like the captains mm-hmm. no longer the captain. And she blood bends like the guy who's not the captain. I think I would prefer them just to get like right to the guy. Yeah. And I think I would prefer for her to blood bend him and then have the realization of like, what am I doing? <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think so too. I think that that would, um, be like she's literally holding his life in Mm -hmm. her hands yeah yeah i I I think that that. would be stronger for her because she had in the initial blood bending episode she had such a like emotional reaction and was so disgusted by having to blood bend hama to like save her friends um i think it would be more impactful Mm. if it actually was the guy and she had to reckon with that of like i can Mm -hmm. but i won't (laughs) yeah yeah i i think that that's a good rewrite decision Mm -hmm. hopefully they do hopefully they do blood bending in the netflix series i hope so too um do you want to get onto things i didn't like yeah let's do you think these things will kind of roll us roll along with the uh netflix wish list maybe okay um i'm trying to think of the things that i just told you i should have wrote them wrote them down um Other before coming up like. here i complained to you about a few things like as we were watching the finale Oh, okay do you want me to remind you um in just a second because the first thing i want to say both a thing i disliked and a hope for the netflix series mm-hmm is absolutely under no circumstances no jetpacks for <laughs> firebenders justin like, hates it every time they use fire to like as a fly around jetpack i i would be okay with it if it was used for like a short burst to like well 
also in my idea in my mental image of what I hope of the Netflix series, they also can't just generate fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they can't just. What make... about on the day of the comet? Is that the one day when they can just generate <sighs> fire? Yeah, I mean, I was confused by the comet like in world like is the comet like however a comet is happening it's happening quick like they make the comet last this amazingly long time and the eclipse was much more like realistic Mm -hmm. so either this comet is just circling the the earth at a dangerously close distance. <laughs> like maybe, maybe there's a comment hundred years. Yeah. That every hundred years it's on this like weird trajectory where every hundred years it like circles 15 times around the earth in like a dangerously low orbit, but it's like just got such an unstable orbit that it does that. And it shoots back off into space for a hundred years. Maybe, but like <laughs> it really looked like the, how close it was to the earth that like there would be no way like it would it would hit the earth like they're they're <laughs> and then you'd have a massive maybe the atmosphere of the earth the gravitational pull of the earth works differently in this world we don't know yeah it's a lion maybe. turtle <clears throat> maybe i was expecting to see like a star shoot across the sky comet shoot across not the sky not a flaming rock <laughs> not a flaming rock <laughs> half a mile above their heads <laughs> So, um, yeah, but anyway, no jetpacks. I would be okay with it if it was only for a short burst, but no, like, sustained flight. Um, Yeah, I just feel like the only type of flight that would make sense is an airbender Airbender. using a glider, Mm -hmm. like, bending the air. Yeah, and he doesn't just fly. Exactly. (laughs) He doesn't just fly. So, again, another example of in this cartoon reality, firebenders just, like, making zero sense. (laughs) It's like all of the other benders adhere to very consistent rules, and the firebenders are like, now my fire's blue. Now my fire's lightning. Now I can have jetpack Only one person has blue fire. Why is that, though? Because it's so hot. (laughs) See, none of this makes sense. Hot fire is blue. But why is her fire the hottest? Why isn't it the fire lord that is supposedly stronger and better? <laughs> why isn't Uncle Iroh's fire blue? See, no answers. Nothing. <laughs> we got nothing. It's blue because she needs to look menacing in the cartoon. It's blue so that when she's fighting Zuko, you can tell the difference between whose fire is whose. That's true. That is probably accurate. So anyway, that's one of the biggest things. What other <laughs> what other thing complaints that I have during the course of the um, finale? You hate Azula's gang, and I'm curious as to for your Netflix wish list if you would prefer that they were made more useful in some way, or if you would prefer for them to just be gone. Um, I just. Like, the problem isn't to make them more useful. It's that, like, one, like, they exist just to give, like, the other character something mm-hmm. to fight. But two, like, like I, I don't know. I feel like they need... If they were firebenders, would you be okay with them there? Probably. Okay. It just, yeah, it's, it, it's just weird that 
this gymnast and moody girl can <laughs> can take on take on the magical essentially wizards <laughs> so yeah yeah i don't i feel like so for the netflix special it needs to be portrayed more do you want them to be firebenders or do you want them to be gone oh gosh your wish list um it depends do we like get to cut out like the whole i guess i guess yeah it in my wish list they're either non-existent or basically non-existent um maybe may exist just for the function of a zuko love interest and the but they're but they're primarily background characters Mm -hmm. like they don't go off and fight Mm -hmm. and do things um they're just very very minor characters i think that that's that's in my wish list okay um because i just don't think that they need to be fighting as powerful as they are it just doesn't it Mm -hmm. doesn't it adds problems in a realistic retelling to mm-hmm. have them be able to like, and also they're like, like j- jumping onto things with superhuman like ability, <laughs> like <laughs> jumping off of things and landing hundreds of, of jumping. feet down. Yeah, it's, I don't understand. So yeah, less yeah. jumping in the. Yeah, that's that's probably what I would do with them. All right. What 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 other complaints? from this up ep- the, these run of episodes did i have those were your main ones anytime Mayor yeah, those are the main, are on screen and those anytime are the main series complaints was firebending and in that but that's but, what i have mainly because you've spent a lot more time with them this season i know but i had two specific complaints during the finale that i can't remember during the finale i that i had two things that um, i was like oh um the uh, White Lotus Pai Jiao piece. Oh, yes, you are in the... So, like, like earlier in the season, there's, like, this whole, like, deal made about, like, as they're leaving from the Swordmaster, he's like, here, take this, and hands them the Pai Jiao piece and says something to the effect, I can't remember, like, um, this will be useful to you on your journey. Like, very knowingly. Mm-hmm. Um, never comes up again in a very game of thrones way mm-hmm. uh except that you see him later and it's like oh he's part of this secret society that iroh's a part mm-hmm. of which he, yet you could kind of deduce that he was but not that like he was personal friends with iroh which apparently he is and with boomy and with the water tribe guy all like, old people know each other yeah Justin. all old people know each other that is something that they make fun of in this <laughs> in the show which i appreciate them being meta with that <laughs> I like the idea of the White Lotus. Definitely wouldn't include like everybody that they've met on their adventures. Mm-hmm. Would probably take out Boomy and the Water Guy, um, and just and and the Fire Guy, and just be like, like no Zhang Zhang, like from the White Lotus. Like, like it's just again very coincidental mm-hmm. that all these people are also best friends and part of a secret society. Mm-hmm. So I think, especially when. I think maybe if there's a more building up of the like who is a master, then I think it's okay because mm. like I feel like that could make then, sense like, maybe, as like yeah. a because it's sort of a proto in like getting into Korra. There's as I told you a like council of like the leaders yeah. of the nations. So I, I think it could work if there was a little bit clear as to like who is a master 
when do you become a master, master. if there's like a highest level to the masters because if they are all this like highest level of masters i feel like it could make sense that like yeah at that point in your mastery you have like transcended your like loyalties to only your nation and there's some sort of like inter uh yeah Internation i guess alliance. You, i guess that could be what the white lotus is i was imagining the white lotus a little bit more like a um freemasons where like it's Hiding treasure well <laughs> like cage to find like it's just like outside of the like you don't because like the sword guy isn't like a bender mm-hmm. so like you know like so you don't mm-hmm. have to be like a bender there's some kind of in the um or in even Korra, a master for you that. like see the white lotus and like the thing of like the white lotus is there's they're like going around to find the new avatar to mm. protect it while it's, okay so that gets expanded uh, uh, yeah into like a kind of a different thing than the, how i feel it's portrayed mm-hmm. yeah um okay that makes sense um i mean kind of but because <laughs> yeah it, it definitely had more of a like just fr- fraternity feel uh-huh. to it yeah uh in the way that it was presented especially when like Iro's talking to Zuko about like, well, I tried to get you into the White Lotus things, but like you didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that has a very, um, yeah, I like the the like sort of interworkings because it also plays into like when Iro is talking about. Well, this is a very very like this could be very timely. I think for Netflix, if Corona doesn't like completely shut down production until it's not timely anymore, but the, the like separatistness of the nations has like made them all weaker. Whereas like Iroh strong bending comes from when he was like studying the water benders and yeah. he like, like the white Lotus has a very, one of those, like if we all put our, our collective wisdom and knowledge together, we can we all are. be we are beneficial mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I definitely, I like that. Um, I like that direction for it to go. Um, but yeah, in the, in the retelling, like I, I think, I think though, uh, cause it just feels like coincidental in a way mm-hmm. where it's like, Oh, well if all of you guys were already a part of a society working across political and ethnic lines, <laughs> Uh, maybe we could have figured out a solution to this sooner? problem a lot sooner, <laughs> uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, oh, now you reveal that you exist. Yeah. Maybe they they could do more with like, cause there is very much a, like a, like being compelled to like follow what the destiny is. Like mm-hmm. the white Lotus cannot step in and like kill the fire Lord because that is, the avatar's destiny so maybe there could just be a few more tie-ins with all these people that he met along the way him not meeting coincidentally like maybe if the white lotus is being a little bit more like intentional to help the the avatar along yeah maybe his way maybe um yeah i i i just think that like Boomy doesn't need to be a white lotus. Like, Boomy doesn't need to exist. Yeah, in exactly <laughs> in like, the Netflix. Like reboot. I would hate if he keeps popping uh-huh. back up. Yeah, but um, I'm fine with like Master Paku being there. He can be there. Which one's that? The water bending master who teaches Katara. But how in this world 
is he like going to meetings and communicating with people? He's freaking in the North Pole and they don't go anywhere. <laughs> we don't you, know. You, that. Get, you get the feeling. He went to the South Pole and wooed Grand Grand, and he's Katara and Sokka's step grampy now. He's a lot more movable than we know. No, I don't <laughs> like that. I, yeah, like you get the feeling that the water tribes are just like chilling. Yeah, and, and like afraid to like that the fire nation's going to come for them any at any moment like you don't get so yeah just i don't i don't like that it's like how are these people like mm -hmm. able to be a part of a society secret society it makes sense a little bit more for like earth and fire mm -hmm. people to both be in it secretly i think it needs more what of if that. one of the swamp people was in it would you accept that because <laughs> they're in the earth area <laughs> only the guy in the giant swamp creature yep <laughs> he's he's the only one that could possibly be in there um yeah i just feel like uh it needs to have as you put it last time it needs to have a little bit less of a le coincidence feel <laughs> yeah of like oh these people just all happen to know each other and be best friends and be in a secret society together and helping you this whole time so I, I think it definitely needs to feel more mm -hmm. like it's something that Iroh's a part of in the Netflix series mm -hmm. and a bigger part of like Iroh's political power mm -hmm. that like maybe the what is happening behind the scenes is that like the Fire Lord is trying to like take like like people really like Iroh, mm -hmm. but the Fire Lord is trying to really like undermine him and remove him from all like power within mm -hmm. the fire kingdom. But like the white Lotus is how he is able to maintain his political position because of how intertwined mm -hmm. it is into the politics of both kingdoms, mm -hmm. you know, something like that. Yeah. Like, like that it's really irocentric uh -huh. until they meet the sword guy because sword guy gives them the freaking white Lotus thing. Uh -huh. So then all of a sudden you have a tie-in. Uh -huh. Why does Sword Guy give them the White Lotus? Because they need to go find Iroh. Uh -huh. And then that's why they're looking for Iroh because they show Zuko the, uh -huh. the White Lotus uh, petal. And he's like, I know what I know, you know what we, need, what to we do. need to do. We need uh -huh. to find my uncle. Yeah. Oh, now this uh -huh. all makes sense. <laughs> See how easily it yep. is to tie that? That and that reminds me of the other thing. Um that like Zuko is trying to win them over, trying to convince them that he can be a part of their team, that he's good now. And the one thing that he could have said that could have like tied it all together for everybody is would have been very dang. satisfying. Would have been I am your grandfather. I am your grandson. I am your grandson. <laughs> yeah. In your literally pre most recent previous uh -huh. life, you birthed like my mother <laughs> like you birthed <laughs> like that you fathered my mother <laughs> yes like how uh -huh. is does that not come up it also would have felt more satisfying if it had come up in the end because at the very end they are like animated like standing in front of the people in the exact same way as like the flashback yes where it's like the fire sages tell the people that Avatar Roku is the Avatar. Mm -hmm. And it's like set up the exact same way visually. It would have been a lot more satisfying if it they had that been. knowledge. <laughs> yes. Um man, yeah. Like I feel like like that was that that I think those were the two things that I complained mm -hmm. to you about. Like, yeah. 
that like you're like why isn't he telling them yeah and it j- just feels like the two very important plot uh-huh. points that just kind of and get dropped in a game because, of thrones way um iroh is the one who's like you need to like discover the truth about your grandfather yes. and that's another white lotus yes tie-in if it's not just because it's only used as like you need to discover the truth about your grandfather to know that you have good inside you but it could have been you need to know the truth because you have good inside you and your destiny is to join the avatar so you need right. something to like present to them <laughs> um so if ira was already thinking that many steps ahead that's another like Yep. The puppet strings of the White Lotus <laughs> coming mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Yeah, I am your grandson. That would have been... Yep. That would have been a good moment. Yeah. So those are... And again, could have played more into, like, when Roku the past him and Zuko is like, you need to kill my dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, this is what you need to do. Like, that would have really given Zuko's opinions as part of the gang a lot more yeah wait and create those more of those connections to his past lives yeah so there's two another two big wish lists for the netflix reboot a little bit more finesse around the white lotus Mm -hmm. bring it in bring in those crumbs earlier uh give us more more buy-in with the white lotus and then also give the gang the information Mm -hmm. about zuko literally being ang's grandson (laughs) Mm mm-hmm how would you feel <clears throat> how would you feel about the ages being aged up slightly in the I think that live would action be, reboot? I think that would be a good idea. I think if we give everybody like a two year bump. A two year gap. Because I wouldn't like want to 14, get, 16, 18. Yeah, instead of the 12, 14, 16. Because um, then the 16 year old kind of having a thing with the 14 year old isn't as weird. It isn't as weird <laughs> and like people wanting the 18 year old and the 16 year old to uh-huh. like be together isn't as weird mm-hmm. um and, like those age gaps uh-huh. don't feel like puberty happens between that like 12 and 14 so like you're talking about like prepubescent and pubescent people <laughs> and that's just that's a hard divide to cr- that yeah. is the real great divide that, is that, the prepubescent <laughs> pedophilia pubescent Uh, yeah i i would be in favor of that i wouldn't want i don't think we could go any higher with ang than 14 because i would still want him to have that like childness child's like qualities um but yeah i i think a two-year jump on everybody would be beneficial (laughs) I, i think it would help also up the stakes a little bit for zuko and azula Mm-hmm. of like because there can be a little more i feel like it's not brought in until later like azula's interest in bothering her brother <laughs> the whole time mm-hmm. is just because daddy told her to basically but i feel like if they're a little bit older if they're 18 instead then i feel like you could get like a really good i wrote ozai parallel of like her interest is making Mm. sure there's no other person in the succession line um besides herself so that would also give her a little bit more more stakes and up those i wrote i wrote ozai parallels because i really want to know more about i wrote ozai 
the early years. <laughs> yeah. I want to see them. <laughs> um, so, and it would also help uh, Sokka out a little bit, I think, if he was also a little older. Mm-hmm. As like so a, being left in like their ramshackle village to like take care of the youth and the old women. <laughs> yeah. Like if he's a little bit older. Right. If he's like 17. Yeah. When daddy leaves, that feels more, that feels better than being 15 when daddy leaves and says, okay, you stay here and take care of the, the children and the old women. Yeah. Um, and then, like we said, more, more definitive death in the Netflix reboot. We want some definitive deaths. We want to see the guts mm-hmm. no yeah, pinning I'm, people to trees i'm interested to see how they deal with the final battle and like especially because it does have an air of mm-hmm. like a kid's show trying to get yeah. around death would you prefer the fire lord to be killed um no okay. i don't think so because. I like that Aang is really going like the good guy, like yeah. coming in, like taking out your, making sure you're not a risk, but then you can stand trial for your war crimes. <laughs> yeah. Like we're not going to play judge and jury here. <laughs> yeah, no, I do like that. I think um, that like it's important for Aang's character mm-hmm. as a monk to, <laughs> yeah. to like feel this feel that internal struggle of mm-hmm. like taking life um yeah i do love that they go there in the um in his struggle when he's like meditating and calling upon the wisdom of his past lives and all the other past lives are like like in general killing is bad but genocide genocide <laughs> yeah like i i did like that they um if that hadn't happened i would have felt like him not killing the fire lord was a cop out but mm-hmm. i feel like because they like dedicated so much time to his struggle with figuring out what to do about that and also his past lives coming back in and being like i think in this instance like it's okay <laughs> like yeah. if i had been decisive this war wouldn't have happened if i had like the other one who's like justice like has to come before peace and like even the air one is like you may have to can like confront whether you not wanting to kill him is selfish well so what i liked about the air one was the air one was said that like as an air monk yes all Mm -hmm. life is sacred and you don't use violence but as the avatar like you have a different role than Mm -hmm. as an air monk and your spiritual sacrifice your your spiritual spiritual needs Mm -hmm. Uh, like might need to be sacrificed for the betterment of of humanity. That's dark. It's very dark. <laughs> and and um, what I loved about it is the parallel in real world scenarios where where people basically justify doing things that are completely against their spiritual, like the the interests of the religion mm-hmm. they pur- purport to have. Again, see our president uh-huh. um uh or like the people that real i don't think he really purports to pretends to have mm-hmm. any sort of religious faith but like the people that follow him sure do and they do really terrible things like locking up children in internment camps mm-hmm. um that are antithetical to the faith they claim to have but are able to justify oh like in this instance this is what i mm-hmm. have to do 
And I like that, that like even the previous avatar air nomad mm-hmm. is telling Aang that he has to do that. And Aang is able to maintain yeah. his, uh-huh. his religious conviction that uh-huh. all life is sacred and still defeat the fire uh-huh. lord. Like and I think that that's a, the... that's a very powerful mm-hmm. message of I like think so too. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think this would be very timely. <laughs> <laughs> I want all y'all uh Christian right out there. I want you to do some meditating on a <laughs> lion turtle. <laughs> yes. And look inside yourselves. <laughs> well, I think th- therein lies the problem. Is that not a lot of introspective not looking. introspecting at all. <laughs> um be like Avatar Aang. Do some introspection about your morals. <laughs> yes. And whether the the actions that you do in the real world reflect what you say you mm-hmm. believe about the world. Another thing that I like that I think like the seeds of it are there, but like they couldn't really go hard on it because it's a kid's show, but that I think they could come out a little bit more in the Netflix reboot is that like Aang has like a little bit of a in the uh, headband episode where he goes to school and throws uh-huh. the Fire Nation kids yes. a dance party, um, and then also Katara like helping the the village that's like in the wake of the Fire Lord's weapons factory. Mm-hmm. Um, of like we can't just kill the Fire Lord and expect there to be peace after that. Right. Like we have to build connections with the people who live here and i thought that was like very like a very big task for like a kid's mm-hmm. show to put to of like you don't just defeat the big bad right and things change you have to build like um, yeah and i would love to see like that, more of that, that uh-huh. idea being fully fleshed mm-hmm. out building the connections but also um what i liked about like the dance party that ang puts on is like it's like sowing seeds of doubt on like in the minds uh-huh. of these kids of the children of the fire Nation. Th- that are being indoctrinated uh-huh. Uh-huh. and like even in the classroom when he's answering the questions and he's like that's not how the war happened oh, I love like that part. like um like the earth kingdom didn't i'm not the earth kingdom the the air nomads didn't have any like formal military like they were ambushed and all the kids are like what yeah yeah so i, I like i like the like um I would like to see a little bit more like acknowledgement of the need to like uh, undo like generations of, years of, of brainwashing. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, sounds like Kim Jong Un's alive. Did, I don't know if you saw that, oh, but no. <laughs> but um, like that's something that we could potentially have on our hands if like he were mm-hmm. to die suddenly and the. Yeah, like that's a great North point. Korea like, it's falls not into gonna, chaos. Like things like, in North Korea aren't gonna be fine if like yeah. Kim Jong Un is just gone all of a sudden. Like, like it's not gonna be okay. Like I was I was reading a thing uh, on Reddit of of somebody uh, that when he was like fourteen, him and his brothers all fled North Korea. Over, mm-hmm. They bribed a guard to cross a river in uh, and fled into China. And he was saying that, like, there's a lot of people, mostly in the rural parts of the mm-hmm. country, that, like, don't believe anything. Mm-hmm. Like, because they're, they're like, in the rural part, they're by kind of near China. Things get smuggled in, so they watch a lot of, like, outside mm-hmm. TV shows and stuff. Or like, South Korea, like, dropping the, the pop music. Yeah, exactly. The- <laughs> stuff like that. So, they're, the, the, the rural people in North Korea, like, are not under... They, they don't, he stressed, like, he doesn't, he didn't know 
the level to which mm-hmm. their lives were different from people outside of North Korea, but they knew people outside of North Korea had way better lives than they were told that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they weren't, that they, people outside of North Korea basically didn't think about North Korea where North Korea is basically told that like North Korea is the center of the world, you know, mm-hmm. like and all nations bow to North Korea, especially that evil America. And, uh, but it's more in the cities like we mm-hmm. see in the shows where, where, and I did like how there was a little bit of a difference between like people far away from like in city the, centers. Living in the colonies. And, yeah. Uh-huh. And like um, the indoctrination happening in like in mm-hmm. the cities. And like that's where like the loyal loyalists of North Korea that like if it mm-hmm. fell would be like, no, like, like we mm-hmm. have to maintain North Korea, like our yeah. great nation, you know. Um, yeah. And I think there would be a lot of that in the Fire Nation. nation yeah. Yeah, I would like to see them expand on that because the the seeds of it are definitely there. I also like the little uh, the pledge that the Fire Nation kids have to recite. Yeah, in the fire school, it's like I will use my hands to fight for Fire Lord Ozai. I will like all these. Yep, <laughs> I love it. And it's like ooh, it's like ooh, <laughs> makes you feel gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that 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 brings up another point of something that I would like to see in the Netflix episode, which is part of Zuko's transformation being com- caused by his interactions caused by his interactions with other people from other places mm-hmm. so basically yeah. like him understanding like oh these people are people when he's in the earth kingdom yeah. when he has having to be the a refugee moments. in the earth right. kingdom so i want i want like his change of heart to be from a change mm-hmm. of perspective about other people's mm-hmm. humanity yeah the like like I want to see more heavily on the beginning this idea of like uh, true racism of like other nations mm-hmm. are less than human than the Fire Nation, mm-hmm. um, less human than the Fire Nation, and him having that illusion shattered because it, it is kind of what happens, but not mm-hmm. fully. Yeah, and like Iroh is full, like understands like both sides of mm-hmm. of that and, yeah and like i don't know i i think that that would be a, yeah, a good agree. addition to be more explicit in like that yeah i think in, in thinking about the netflix review i think um there's just so much more that you can do with zuko early on that's kind of wasted in the show early on just being angsty <laughs> yeah um but i think you don't I think what they're like trying to accomplish with him being like angsty all the time is like for you to see like the depths of his despair about like being banished and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like so much more of that will be accomplished when it's live action. Um, if they don't Shyamalan it where like the scar is like basic, like nothing <laughs> like yeah. the scar and the Shyamalan is pretty much non-existent but i feel like this when you see a real kid with like half of their face burned off it should be the their dad it should be the hound yeah exactly like Like, that's dark yeah and i feel like and just that big consistent whole uh half of his face burned Mm -hmm. like yeah that's what it should be yeah And, and i feel like visually that will just get communicated super easily in the netflix show so they'll have a lot more time of just like seeing the horror of like like in um blah, 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 what's it called <laughs> one of our first movies oh my goodness stand by me mm. like i feel like they accomplished so much horror about that kid with just like his ear being 
yeah messed up like a whole side of your face and your dad <laughs> did that to you yeah um and then i i think like you say you can see because they do do a little bit of like connection building when he meets people in like the earth kingdom and stuff and they assume because he's burned yeah that he's and i feel like that could like really lead to some real like realization real realization about uh-huh. like oh our actions have real world consequences mm-hmm. for human beings yeah yep mm-hmm. yeah i i totally agree i just realized it's not jamie and cersei it's the hound in the mountain oh game ball it is that is the game ball <laughs> that we all wanted that is the click that is how game ball should have been it is it should have been somber and like i don't and want to do this because there's still like familial stuff but like i know i have to oh my goodness the clicking bowl that said it was like a just a little anticlimactic <sighs> but yeah. i was fine with both clickings dying but yeah it, was it just felt a little yeah. anticlimactic that was that was one of the least messed up parts of the entire series mm-hmm. like so much more important things got yeah utterly like destroyed mm-hmm. that it that was the least of the problems the least of the issues i i think that'll be good for him and again bringing it back to like him and azula and them parallel paralleling iroh and ozai of like as zuko becomes more worldly and sees more people as people and like azula becomes more insular and starts losing yeah losing the sanity um as she becomes more and more isolated i think yeah. that'll be interesting i think that would be really good hmm. i like it hope netflix is uh taking notes well that caps our uh special avatar the last airbender corona sode edition uh we will be back with our regular movie content as we are still in quarantine um and then it sounds like justin is down to do a a second special Corona series of Cora. So we'll, we'll definitely be doing that. And whenever the Netflix show comes out, we'll definitely, <laughs> we'll definitely do that. We'll definitely do that. Hopefully we won't still be in quarantine. <laughs> then <laughs> It's just like a film to zoom. Like they cast. <laughs> they're all in their own little squares. <laughs> um, so hopefully we still won't be in quarantine then, but we'll definitely come back for that. If you are watching this in the future, uh, not watching this, if you are listening to this in the future and our show has inspired you to rewatch Avatar The Last Bender, if you weren't watching along with us, uh, it is coming to Netflix May of 2020. So if you want to be there. Yeah. So if you want to revisit it, uh, you can do that depending on when you're listening to this. All right, so you can find us on all of your favorite pod catchers. So since we are uh, still in quarantine and it doesn't seem like we will be coming out anytime soon, we are going to go ahead with our special Corona sodes and go into a uh, Corona, special Corona series uh, in which we watch The Legend of Korra. So if you would like to send us any listener questions, any things that you would like to put to justin as a first time watcher of legend of Korra, please drop them in our dms because we're excited we're going we are Korra. i'm looking forward to it so thanks for listening to our show and good night
Guinness also says goodnight. You can hear it from the squeaks. <laughs>